Hey guys, thanks for stopping into today's episode of The Clubhouse on NKA Radio. My name's Christian Marsh, and today I am joined by two members from the Colorado Karting Tour, Eric Gunderson and Beck Larson. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. How are you? Yeah, yeah we're good. Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, we've been trying to get this locked down for, uh, I believe, a little over a month now, and and paying attention to what you guys are doing out there in Colorado. Uh, really excited to have you guys on and talk about the program. Why don't we first start with you guys just introducing yourself to the listeners and maybe giving a little bit of background on how you got into the sport. So um, I got involved in karting at a younger age uh, than I think Beck did. Um, I got uh, saw a picture of a go-kart in a magazine, told my parents that, you know, I was kind of interested in that. And we went to uh, kart racing school. And pretty soon after that, uh, started racing uh, cadet karts in um, Southern California. And so I did that for three or four years. I uh, was really lucky to start racing karts at the time I did. Had a lot of good competition and people that I could race against. Um, left karting for a little while to, uh, go to, uh, college. And then previous to that, you know, race in other forms of motorsport. Um, but got, got back involved in it in 2016, uh, here in Colorado with, uh, CKT, which was just kind of then forming out of the Colorado junior karting club and, uh, did a lot of volunteer work with them. Also started doing driver coaching and, uh, now running uh, point karting, which is kind of our sales and retail component of, of uh, that business. So, uh, I've seen the sport from quite a few different angles, um, and, uh, continue to stay involved in it. That's awesome. And, and Beck, what about your involvement in the sport? Yeah. So I've been into motorsports ever since I was little. Um, <laughs> we can go into like personal history, but I've, I, I, I mean, I guess cars have been into me too. I had a major car accident when I was four, but I've still been drawn to anything with wheels and motors. Got my first motorcycle when I was 18 and I could sign it for myself because my parents weren't super thrilled about letting me ride a bike. Got into the aviation program at Metro here in Denver uh, also when I was 18. Um, after September 11th, my career trajectory changed just because the, uh, the aviation market um, came to a standstill for wannabe pilots or even junior pilots or I don't know how you'd want to say that, but um, I've been drawn to that, this this type of recreational activity for a very long time. A um, couple years back, though, just a lot of stuff going on at home. And I was talking with my best friend. And I'm like, hey, I just I really want to get something, get into back into something that I feel enjoyment and, and, you know, drive to do, uh, pun intended. And my top three on the list were, um, get back in aviation, uh, and, you know, really pursue that as a hobby, but it's super expensive. And I know karting's expensive too, but it pales in comparison to aviation and, uh, and, or, Hey, maybe I can go and get a dirt bike and start jumping. I was kindly reminded by him that I was approaching 40 and, uh, I would probably kill myself. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you cart? It'd be great for your kids. It'd be great for you. It'd be a lot of fun. It took some convincing and I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's get, let's dive right back into it. And so I did. And so last season was my first season karting with the CKT. And I was just a pure participant last year and it's a steep learning curve. Um, bought an old cart. Uh, I learned 
at every major race, uh, every practice session that, you know, something will go wrong. <laughs> if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Um, either with my cart or my trailer or my tools or, you know, you name it. But because of all of the trials and tribulations of working through it, both mechanically and then just learning how to drive and learn apexing and timing and all of that, and then being able to tune a cart so that it's best suited for the track conditions at the time, um, I've, I've picked up some speed and I'm improving every single time I hit the track. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my little boys are uh, going to be three here in two weeks. And my oldest one is four. They're only about 15 months apart. And I've already got them their kid carts. They're super excited. They're ready to go. And uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, really excited about the community. Um, this year too, I volunteered to be on the board uh, for helping organize the club. So I'm using a lot of my professional skills as well as just my personal skills and just my want to continue to make uh, the CKT just the best possible thing it, it can be. So Eric was mentioning growth and yeah, I hope to overall help grow the club and you know just make it more and more efficient and enjoyable. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I've just, I've just been having an absolute blast with it. Well, I, you know, I personally, I think that's awesome. Uh, it's, it's too frequent in the sport of karting that we see, uh, you know, people who have a lot of complaints, they have a lot of gripes or something's always could be done better. Uh, but it's very rare that we see someone from the community step up and offer to help. Um, and I think that that's something that, that when that happens and a community uh, really gets behind what's going on locally or even regionally, that you really see the impact and effect of that on the series or program going forward. Um, just, you know, it's, it's never bad to have multiple perspectives and have people learning and engaging because uh, like you said, it, it looks a lot different from a participation standpoint than it does actually trying to help put on the event. Yeah, totally. I mean, I had high respect for everybody who was organizing the race day all the way. From, I mean, you've got timing and scoring, you've got scales, you've got the grid marshal, you've got you know the race coordinator, you've got corner workers. And then seeing all that from a participant's perspective, it's, it's like, wow, this is complicated. And they must have everything really ironed out. Um, but then, you know, things happen on race days. We might fall 10 minutes behind schedule or something might hiccup in timing and scoring. So we'll have to pause or the registration process might not have come through for transponder numbers or, you know, name a, one of a million things that could, you know, bungle the schedule. But now that I'm more involved with it and I, I know firsthand now how complicated it is, it's I mean, it's a huge challenge, but I won't I won't at all say that it's not rewarding. It's it's a lot of fun. And um, I really enjoy getting to know people on the track, too, because this sport it draws in people from all walks of life, all, all different types of backgrounds. And you never know the types of friends that you'll meet and just, you know, the community that's actually there. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's super uplifting. It's very, it's a very positive thing. And I, I think my boys will definitely benefit from it in the long run in many ways. Yeah, the community is definitely, uh, definitely a huge part of what makes karting awesome. And I'm sure Eric can speak to this too. I know all of my best friends in the world I've met through karting, uh, all different walks of life, all different places in the, in the country and even around the world, you know, making friends from Europe and Australia through the national karting stuff. And that's definitely, uh, the community aspect of it is huge. Um, and I know that the community in Colorado is pretty tight knit. Eric, why don't you walk us through a little bit of the history of the CKT and how the series kind of came to fruition 
So I'll, I'll preface this by saying that, you know, my knowledge of it pre, say, 2016 is based on just what I've been told from different people. But, um, you know, Colorado has had carding kind of in the region for, for decades. Um, you know, Colorado, just as a general region, um, doesn't have the same population base as, say, Los Angeles or uh, Florida or even sometimes the Midwest. But um, there's been car tracks around here for for a long, long time. And it's actually really cool. Um, you know, one of the side projects that I uh, work on is a website called the Colorado Carter. And every now, every now and again, you'll get um, people submitting old photos of cart tracks. But I think CKT specifically came about around 2014, I believe, or 2012. Uh, and it was actually initially known as the Colorado Junior Carting Club. Um, and that was formed mainly because there wasn't a dedicated organization for uh, younger racers, you know, kid kart racers and cadet kart racers to to compete in. And so that's specifically what they did. At the time, there were some other series uh, in the, the region that were going strong for kind of, quote unquote, everybody. Um, and then over time, uh, as things happen, you know, politics and tracks closing and different things, the landscape changing, um, some other series were, were basically kind of uh, folding down, entries were drill milling. And so um, Colorado Karting Tour is kind of a rebrand of uh, what used to be called the CJKC. Some people still call it the club. And, um, you know, that's around the time that I got involved in it. And uh, what CKT really has done is is taken, uh, you know, that, that legacy from CJKC and uh, used our partnership with the IKF and uh, NK to uh, become a, a regional presence and a regional series here. So we have uh, categories for you know everyone from kid carts all the way up to you know as old as you want. We have people seventy plus that are racing with us sometimes in our categories. So um, I would say over the last two to three years, you know we've grown uh, pretty significantly in uh, consistent entry count. You know it started at kind of in the mid. 70s consistently then into the 80s then into uh you know 90 plus entries at each event and um while we aren't the largest uh region uh, by populace we have a, a pretty good um you know addressable market a pretty good community it is definitely tight-knit um and so you end up racing against a lot of the same people um but over time i'd say the last year year and a half the competition level the level of preparation is kind of continue to ratchet up. So um, a lot of things that you'd expect and hope for uh, in a region that's continuing to gain a little bit of traction, we're starting to see people are starting to travel outside of Colorado and starting to do pretty well. Um, and, you know, now I think we, we have uh, four or five racetracks here in um, Colorado that we travel to, uh, you know, a couple into the Denver metro area and then a couple more further uh, away. But, um, you know, the, the one thing that I really like uh, about the Colorado region is, is even though the, the level of competition has gotten more and more serious, the community here um, is definitely, you know, like you said, definitely tighten it. Um, and they're serious about competition, but they're also really, really friendly. So I've been very humbled by some of the things I've seen people do for each other that I think in other regions you may not necessarily see as, as readily or as commonly. Yeah, I'll, I'll tag on to that. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, last season. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, still, I was going to tag on to Eric's comment of um, just how just genuinely nice people are. I mean, I'm a last, last season, I'm a new racer. I really only know, knew a couple of people at the track. And of course I've gotten to know a lot of people now that have been in it for a little over a year and a half. Um, but I'm new. My, my cart was falling apart on me. I'd have, I mean, I, I broke a kingpin one race. Uh, my motor, uh, pooped out on me one race right before final. And I was getting really frustrated, but I mean, people, <clears throat> they come out of the woodwork almost and they say, Hey, what, what's the deal? What, what can I help you with? And there's always that, at least with the CKT and my involvement of it and my experience with it so far, it's it's very much a, let me help you out. And yes, we're competing against each other, but I want to see you finish this race. I want to, I want to see you get on the track. I, it's just been a lot of awesome support. Um, and it, it, it's, it's also too, when you dive into something that's as complex as karting, not only the mechanics, but just getting through a race uh, in one piece and, you know, doing it in a way that you're not endangering yourself or the other drivers around you, which traffic is finally something that I don't freak out in anymore. But um, it's, it's a challenge. And then you come off the track, you're frustrated, but then there's so many friendly faces ready to help you out. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a good thing. Now, walk me through a little bit about what the class structure is like in Colorado. Obviously, um, you know, across the U.S., we see a lot of different options, and it's kind of regionally, right? Uh, down in Florida, we see a lot of rock stuff. Uh, we see a lot of IAMI stuff up in the East Coast, West Coast, California. Um, what is your guys' structure like up through the classes for the CKT? So um, I would say that what we have here in Colorado, um, you know, I've, I've heard it described almost as we're on a little island at times. Um, so it's, it's not to say that we, we aren't influenced by other regions, but we can kind of do our own thing. Um, we're unique uh, in some respects in that we have two or three major partners. Um, and, and that's varied over time a little bit, but two or three major partners that that kind of coexist in our region and uh, imagine that they all, they all get along. Um, so, uh, you know, the biggest, biggest motor packages here are, are uh, definitely Briggs and Stratton, uh, the 206 program, uh, Honda HPD with the, the kick card engine, as well as the Sierra 125. Uh, rock is now starting to make a, you know, a push into the, the shifter categories. We're seeing more rock engines. And then uh, the IMEK 100 uh, is another class that is growing. Um, so I guess that the basic progression, you know, if, if you're starting out at the ba- at the, the bottom end would be uh, the Honda GX H50 little kit cart engine that makes about two horsepower. Then most people will, or uh, most kids will progress into the Briggs and Stratton categories in uh, the junior one, then junior two. Um, and they can progress on to the adult categories or they can start racing in the 100cc uh, category with the, um, the IME uh, K100 or the Rock VLR. Uh, 100. Um, our tag program kind of comes and goes, um, but in conjunction with that, we also have the Rotax categories in uh, mini, micro, uh, junior, and then also senior. Um, so we're one of the few regions that actually uh, will help you earn a ticket towards the Rotax grands and uh, especially our Rotax junior category, uh, as well as the micro uh, this year, especially uh, are very, very competitive categories. Um, so we see a lot of good racing out of that. Um, and then, uh, of course, the shifter cart categories. And um, like a lot of regions, you know, shifter cart racing can come and go. Um, finding the exact uh, mixture um, to help 
people that are on that upper echelon of, of horsepower and expenditure has been a little bit tricky recently. Um, but uh, we try to, as a general rule, especially in the adult categories, we try to how CKT has approached it is we have a home for if you're a new racer or you want to race in a spec category where things are very closely regulated and you have really close racing, uh, we have those categories. But then if you have a cart engine in a garage where, so let's say it's you know an old Rotax or an old Leopard, uh, we have a category for you so that you can come out and race because our goal really is without taking away from the race day experience, we want everyone to have a category that if they have a go-kart, you know, that maybe isn't the the newest or the nicest, there's still a place for you to come and compete. Um, But I would say that the the biggest categories, hands down, is our adult 206 categories. Briggs and Stratton engine, just like it is nationwide, continues to be strong. Um, And then our Rotax and and K100 categories are, are also really good. That's awesome to hear. I like uh, I like personally seeing when regional series um, try to be a little bit more inclusive. Uh, I know that's something that we do with our program out here in the Midwest, and uh, you know, there's definitely a place for for very spec, very tight racing, uh, like the national stuff you see from Scusa and Rotax being uh, single platform, single engine. But it's important for people to remember that when it comes to like local or regional racing, the goal is just to get kart racers to the track and racing. Um, that's first and foremost. And I think uh, people are starting to be a little bit more understanding to the fact that maybe being able to bring in uh, some alternative options or, or have more options that run together uh, is really good for a region. And, and like you said, it allows people to, you know, go to their local cart shop and find something that's five, six years old uh, that they may not be able to use at a, at a higher level, but give them a place to still be able to compete regionally. Yeah, that's 100% right. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be hard to turn a cart, you know, anyone into a consistent regional competitor if they don't at least get a chance to at a budget level and, and something that's going to allow them to stay engaged in the sport just long, long enough for them to figure out if they like it. Um, you know, and, and if the solution for them is getting a used cart to start with, then I think you need to accommodate that. Um but you know what what we do at CKT and and I think a lot of reasons to do this as well is there's there's so many options um, for an adult um, especially as well as the juniors is you know you can kind of choose the level that you want to compete at and, and a little bit try to somewhat tailor your budget a little bit to that and and what we see often is people will start with used equipment and then you know after one or two years if they're still involved and still interested then they'll get a little more serious with it. Um, but if you can't bridge that gap between the you know one or two years of from from not being involved in the sport at all to then being one of these people that might start to travel or get the newest and latest and greatest or a higher horsepower engine or something like that, if you don't have something in between, then it's it's really hard to continue to have a sport to still have competitors. So, um, you know, a couple couple things that we do um, in our adult two hundred six category, we run on uh, pump fuel. Um, and then we also run on an extremely hard tire, uh, that's a local option for us. And that further drives the cost down. So, um, it just, 
is another incentive to keep people involved in that category. Um, because realistically, you know, that's the budget level that they race at. We have other people that, you know, compete at higher levels than that, but it, it gives us an interesting stratification of, of different racers and you get more varied turnout at the track as a result. Now, maybe we can pop back over to Beck for this one, because uh, I'd be really interested to get her perspective as someone who's competed at the Colorado Karting Tour. Um, what are some of the things that kind of set Colorado Karting Tour apart from maybe some of the other problems? or uh, uh, other programs in the area, or maybe even just uh, some of the things that make the program feel special. I know we touched on the community, but there's got to be uh, a little bit more, you know, key parts to that. What are some of the things that, that set CKT apart from the rest? You know, in full, in full transparency, um, it, when I was approached with the idea of even getting started in karting, I was like, you mean like the indoor tracks? And he was like, no, 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 no. This is, this is actual real racing. Like you've got your own car, you do you, cart, you know, you, you do your own thing. Um, so I, in all full transparency, I've, I've really only been involved with the CKT. Um, Eric might know more about just the other local clubs and everything else that's, uh, in competition directly locally here. Um, but for me, I mean, for me personally, I, I know we've already touched on the community aspect, but I'll tell you, being being brand new to it and not knowing much my first season, you know, a little over a year and a half ago and and just the anxiety around, oh, my gosh, do I have like the one million things that I'm going to need to with me to be able to survive the race day and then getting through it. And then without that friendly community, it's I don't know that a lot of newbies like myself would stay in it. Um, and also Eric pointed uh, his, one of his good points too, was, was on the, the budget side of things, uh, you know, being, being a single bomb and then, um, you know, trying to put 4,500 bucks or more into a brand new cart still isn't an option for me. I mean, someday, hopefully it will be as I progress and as I gain more skill on the track. Um, but you know, you, you make do with what you've got. And if you've, if you're, if you've got that genuine love for motorsports and competition and racing and, uh, to both of your points earlier, just being able to help out and being part of something bigger than yourself. It's it, for me, it's a win. Um, Eric, what about you? What do you think about the the competition either regionally or even locally here? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think the biggest thing that sets CKT apart um, in our region is that we're, we're a regional series. Um, you know, um, there are two or three other car series that are uh, either forming or ha- have been around a little bit. Um, and I think what makes CKT special and has for some time is the fact that we go to different tracks. We run different directions. Uh, we try to mix things up. Uh, you know, this year has thrown everyone for a curveball, right? Um, so I wouldn't say this is a great example, but each year we try to, as a series, look at how can we shake things up? How can we do something new? So, you know, last year we, we went to uh, Pikes Peak International Raceway for the first time. That was our first time taking on a, a true, basically we had to build the circuit and, and do all of that. Uh, we do things like our endurance race at the end of the year. We try to have a, a good banquet. We try to put together programs with our partners to uh, give racers more than just um, what's, you know, what's going to happen at this particular race. Like there's a, there's a larger goal in mind. Um, so I think some of those things have, have helped us set CKT apart and make it different than, than um, other series in the region. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that we've tried to focus on is again, just continuing to listen to members and get their input 
And I think as long as we keep doing that and going in the direction that the racers want, or at least trying to, uh, that's one of our biggest strengths. Um, you know, we, we touched on the community, but the fact that hopefully, even though, of course, there's a board of directors and, and they'll have the ultimate discretion, it's largely driven by what what the members want. Is at least the hope within within reasonability. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that makes CKT tick and makes it, uh, you know, pretty pretty unique or at least pretty special in our region. Well, and I think um, you know, just opening a dialogue with the the community members is really important, and it's something that a lot of the sport has really lacked over the last decade or two. Um, you know, the fact is there's a lot of people, uh, who maybe have a, a smaller scope of what's going on in the sport or haven't been involved for very long. Um, so, you know, being able to at least hear their information and either make changes accordingly or to open that dialogue and be able to explain, well, this is why we do this. Um, or this is why we do that. I think that's really important and something that, that like you said, seems pretty rare. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's never uh, a lost opportunity to learn if you're always listening to the community members and, and taking the time to have that dialogue, explain things, or even be able to make some changes, you know, just being accommodating uh, to what they're saying as, as participants. I think that's really cool and important. Um, you touched a little bit earlier on pointcarding.com and the Colorado Carter, um, which obviously is something that personally it's how I found a Colorado Carding Tour and heard about the program. Um, why don't you touch a little bit with me on what the Colorado Carter is, what point carding is, and maybe a little bit about all of the instructional stuff you've done to try to help the lower level of the sport. Uh, sure. So, um, the Colorado Carter, I guess is where I'll start. That website, um, was formed by uh, a lady. Um, her name is Angie McEwen, um, and, uh, her son Cole and, and that family, um, uh, they were involved in carting, um, before I was around in Colorado. Um, but that site, that website has been around since, uh, kind of 2003. So I'm going to assume most of our listeners are very familiar with like ecartingnews.com. Uh, and their forums. Um, but basically the Colorado Carter was, uh, and is a, a neutral kind of free to use community forum for people in the region, just to talk about current racing, uh, right now, by far the most active thing is the classifieds, but tracks can post press releases or, uh, things about their hours or uh, specific, you know, let's say CKT has an event schedule. They can post it up on there. Um, so I, I would say recently I haven't had as much time to work on the coloradocarter.com, but I took that project over uh, after I, it changed hands from a couple different people in terms of ownership that just didn't have the time to really uh, work on it. I uh, revamped the website, put a, a ton of info on it that are just general pieces of information. So, you know, a, a guide for uh, local tracks, local businesses, um, a bunch of technical articles that I've just found over years of Googling around for, for carting, um, links to uh, points of contact in the region. Um, and there's a lot of different projects I'd love to incorporate on that website uh, in the future. But, but basically, it's a local-focused, Colorado-focused website 
uh, for the carding community um, at, at its essence. That's that's basically what the carder is, um, and hopefully will continue to be. Um, PointCarding.com and, and Point Carding is uh, my personal business. Uh, it's a fundamentally a sales and retail business for uh, go-karts. So anything, everything from complete racing go-karts to chassis components and apparel and safety gear. And um, that's a business that I started in uh, January 2019. And uh, I've done my best to, to grow that over time. Um, and, you know, extremely uh, proud of the customer base that I've built and continue to build. So uh, we also have a YouTube channel, as Christian alluded to, where I try to do product demos and, and talk about uh, how-to videos and features on different things. And certainly we're not alone in that space, but I try to put my own spin on it and just demonstrate uh, to people, you know, uh, hopefully uh, a little bit more than just um, here's this, you know, grainy picture of of a product and, you know, go get it and, and dig through a website that doesn't make a lot of sense. And we just try to try to bring some of that to life. Um, and then I've been fortunate enough to, to do some of those how-to videos in partnership with NKA and, and use them to, to go to a broader audience to show them how to bleed brakes or uh, how to put, you know, a piece of uh, carting equipment on a chassis or things like that. Um, but I guess pivoting back to, uh, CKT a little bit. One, one thing I'd also like to hit on there is um, kind of, um, Beck, I think you can speak to this as well, is, you know, I, I think in, in this sport, we also have to keep in mind, and this is something I learned from when I stepped away from karting a little bit from the oval track, uh, short track oval racers, is um, if a racer leaves the track and they're unhappy and they not only do they feel like they don't have an outlet, no one's going to listen, you know, no one at the series is going to listen to them or that they can't complain and that it won't be taken seriously. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're a customer through the, what's what a lot of people in short track call, call the back gate. Right. Um, and if you don't, if you don't continue to listen to them, whether you think they're right, wrong or indifferent, you know, ultimately the customer is going to be the one that's going to make a decision. And someone like Beck, I'm sure can speak to, I mean, she, she talked about, you know, two or three different options. She thought about just in terms of carding, we're not just competing against other carding series at CKT. We're competing against other activities. We're competing with staying home or going to the mall or playing football or, you know, just anything and everything you can think of. So um, that's not to scare people away from getting involved in carding. It's, it's more to point out that um, we need to continue to make um, carting an attractive pro prospect for people. Um, because if you make it too hard or too expensive or too confusing, um, the sport already is challenging enough, right. To get involved in. So, um, I think that's something that we've tried to put a ton of resources on the CKT website and really, really, I, at least on my side with the volunteer stuff, really, really focus on onboarding new people and feeling like the fact that they're reaching out to us, um, is a huge deal. And so when, so when someone does that and they're interested in the sport, it's, I think it's really important. And I, I'd say this community does a really good job um, at, at reaching out to and engaging with those people and kind of drawing them in and getting them that, that first uh, kind of um, exposure to the sport of karting. And I think that's something that that's really important for us to continue focusing on. 
No, I, I totally agree, Eric. Um, and yeah, honestly, that, that was one of my biggest drivers in becoming more involved with the CKT and joining the board this year um, is that, you know, it's kind of like donating blood, right? So I, I was, in, I think I talked about it briefly at the very uh, beginning of the podcast. I was in a major car accident when I was little. Well, I have a rare blood type. So when I, when I became, and I needed a lot of blood just to survive back then. And I, sorry, it's kind of a gross thing, but not really. I'm uh, anyway, uh, basically like I wanted to give back. It's like, I, I've probably got donated blood from, you know, a few dozen people over the period of recovery from that accident. And when I was old enough to be able to give back, I wanted to give back, uh, especially because of the rare blood type. So I've donated over five gallons of blood in my lifetime. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it'll continue. And it's kind of like, uh, the, the symbolism here that I'm connecting with, you know, blood donation and giving back to something that's obviously beneficial for everyone is the, the, the CKT as a group is just full of wonderful people and it's a fun sport and it's complicated and it's challenging, but overall it's fun. And once you benefit from something, you know, I have a natural drive to want to give back to that community and help out and, you know, make sure that everybody else is having a good time too. So part of that, um, from just recent experience is making sure that the race day goes off without a hitch. Um, and there's a lot of things that happen, you know, behind the scenes that thankfully are not, you know, visible to the general, you know, membership at large. And if we can pull it off and it, you know, we're still having people, to Eric's words, you know, walk off the track with a smile, even if, you know, like, let's say even if they get a penalty or they don't finish, but they still feel good about what they've done and, you know, what they've just participated in. I mean, that's the overarching goal. Because if you, I mean, if you leave a race day and the whole process from, you know, registration all the way down to getting your timing and scoring, getting your points and then leaving the track, <clears throat> You may not have had like, you may not have hit the podium, but if you had an overall enjoyable experience, that's what pe- keeps people coming back. And overall, I think that's what will add to the growth going forward too. I think that you both absolutely hit the nail on the head with that. Um, you know, something that, that we do a lot at the at the NKA, we have over 290 uh, facilities and series that are part of the NKA family uh, with karting in North America. And something we try to explain to them all the time and, and project to them is that um, you're providing entertainment essentially by having a go-kart tracker series. Um, you know, these people have a, a certain amount of expendable income and your job is to essentially convince them that it's worth spending that income with you guys racing go-karts, having fun at the track and not like Becca pointed out, uh, you know, racing dirt bikes or in aviation or some other uh, hobby that's, you know, high intake of time, high cost. Um, and, you know, definitely uh, see a lot of positives and growth. And I directly correlate it to exactly what you guys are saying, you know, listening to the the group, the community of the track, taking that feedback in and just trying to make sure everybody feels uh, like we're in this together and, and, you know, moving forward in the same direction to benefit the sport and the region as a whole. I think that's really awesome to see. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, we keep going back to the community, but really without the community, we don't have a club. So might as well make the community as happy and as listened to and as cared for as we possibly can. Uh, one of the things that I put together on the side for our last Grand Junction race was just a fun little sticker that basically said, I survived. Eric, it was the, it was your uh, idea for the, he gave me the idea for the design and I just ran with it. And then I, you know, I walked around during the Grand Junction race, just introducing myself. Hey, I'm fairly new to the board, but if you need anything, you know, I'm here. Let me know. Um, if, if I don't know, if I, if I can't personally help you, I probably know the person that can. So, you know, and, oh, here's a sticker for your cart saying that you survived, (laughs) especially in these quote unquote Mm. unprecedented times, you know? So yeah, it's, it's just, it's a fun thing. And, and there are so many ways that we can continue to improve. And there are so many ways that we're doing things absolutely wonderfully and yeah it's a lot of fun i I really really enjoy it well i gotta say uh, i'm really impressed with what you guys have done with the series Uh, i think you guys are definitely heading in a a good direction is there anything else that you guys would like to leave the the listeners with before we wrap this show up i would say the biggest thing is um as strange as it sounds um if you're a kart racer out there and you want to, you know, so many people talk about, well, you know, improving your fitness program or improving uh, looking at data or practicing more or getting a new go-kart or doing this or doing that. Um, personally, uh, and I viewed the sport as a competitor. Uh, I'm now a business owner. I'm a driving coach. Uh, if you are a local racer or even a regional racer, um, if you have the opportunity to volunteer uh, with the race series uh, one time, um, in more ways than you can imagine, what I would say is take a day to do that. Not necessarily so that you learn um, what goes into a race day, but the change in your perspective that you will have towards the sport. Um, and again, if, if you really want to get better as a kart racer, viewing the sport from different angles, uh, anything that you do is going to make you better. Um, being involved in the administrative side uh, of the kart racing series, you know, with CKT has been the most challenging thing I have done in kart racing. Um, and I've done quite a few ambitious things. Um, I would, I would strongly recommend to anybody to take that opportunity, um, because you will learn a lot more from it than just, what goes into your local club, your local series, you will walk away with a fundamental change in your perspective uh, about race day, and it will make you that much better as a racer. So that's, that's one thing that I would really, really urge people to do more. And I really wish that people would, uh, would do that more. Um, obviously it helps your local series out and your local organization out, but it'll actually help you out uh, a lot more to be a better racer and be that much more prepared. Um, and just that much more well-rounded as a racer. So that would be my, my one overarching comment I'd want to leave with. I'll echo Eric definitely on the perspectives point that you made, because it, you know, again, going just from being a participant, being a racer, learning the ropes, so to speak, you know, of just every single aspect of the sport and then having some, you know, epiphany moments of how complicated this sport actually is. And then, to, to your point, Eric, of changing perspectives from, he definitely is a competitor. I am too, um, but I know that I need a lot more seat time and a lot more exposure to the track, not just with seat time stuff, but in just getting involved with the community itself is, it's invaluable. Um, 
And once you start to see the whole picture come together and then you speak from your own unique perspective and you add to that and, you know, you come at it from um, an angle of genuinely, genuinely wanting to contribute and to help. Um, it, it just makes a better experience for, for everyone involved. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of awesome and creative things that we can move forward with, with the CK22 and, and outreach for, you know, even to the Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or whatever. And Hey, it, you know, there could be a racing badge out there that we could learn that you could earn, uh, you know, come be a corner worker for, uh, one race, you know, if, if you want to, ex- and you can tie into your uh, own personal, ex- uh, exposure and, you know, resume building. And let's say you're a professional photographer, um, but you're a freelancer, show up to a race and, you know, shoot some, shoot some pictures, shoot some video, uh, get involved at whatever, whatever level that you've got, whatever skill set you've got, it can definitely be contributed to the overall success of any race day. Um, it's just a matter of looking at things from a different angle, different perspective, and then speaking up when you have a good idea or, you know, or you have a suggestion for improvement. So I think the CKT has done a really good job with that. That's awesome, guys. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great talking to you. I think you guys have offered a ton of insight, uh, both for other promoters and for racers in the sport that are competing at this level. Uh, where can they find CKT on social media and on the internet? So you can find uh, the Colorado Karting Tour at www.coloradokartingtour.com. We're also on Instagram and uh, Facebook, although we've been a little bit less active lately. So on Facebook, it's at Colorado Karting Tour dash CKT. On Instagram, it's at Colorado Karting Tour. Um, you can email us anytime at C-O-L-O karting at gmail.com. We try to be really responsive to people. Um you know, and if, if I tend to monitor that email box directly. So if anyone um, from another series or just anyone in carding has questions about CKT or just carding in general, please reach out to us. Uh, you can also reach me, of course, at Point Carding as well. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of resources there that um, if you're uh, a series that maybe doesn't have a super in-depth website or something like that, feel free to take a look at what we put together. Uh, it's not be all end all, but... Oh. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. No, thank you, Siri's. Siri, please go away. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, well, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of resources that we put together over time just basically from learning from new racers, like what they know or don't know. Um, and, um, you know, feel free to ask us questions about any of that stuff. Um, we actually, it's interesting. We get a lot of questions from people that aren't even related to CKT. They're like in other regions um, that they're interested in carding just because they stumble across the website or they, they stumble across some resource we put on there. So, or even um, other countries, right, Eric? I think maybe yeah, a year I literally, ago. <laughs> I've had, I, it, 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 I've had, I had someone from like Zimbabwe or Nigeria reach out to me because they were interested in getting involved in kart racing. And like, at first you think, Oh, well that's a scam, but no, it was an actual family and they were actually looking to get involved in kart racing. And they, they ran across uh, Karting 101 and a couple of our kind of what to expect on race day uh, pieces because when they when they went to search for stuff, uh, you know, it, it, it they couldn't find anything. So, um, 
you know, hey, it's, it's yeah, weird. Can get. I give you some props about the carding 101 too? Because I think that's how I first met you, Eric, was I got involved in the sport. I did some research. I found your book. I ordered it through Amazon. <laughs> and then me as a dork fangirl before I knew Eric was just like a normal dude because you are. No, just kidding. You're an awesome dude. But I, I like walked up to him and I'm like, hey, here's a Sharpie. Can you sign my book? And I think I put you on the spot and made you feel a little weird. But I mean, it's it's awesome. Eric's got a, an awesome collection of information and the book is really well written too. Yeah, but ultimately, um, oh. and I appreciate that. Um, ultimately, it's, it's the people, whether it's at CKT or in your local series, you know, talk to people. Um, most people that are in carting uh, at their normal day job they get weird looks or people don't want to talk to them about it at the water cooler or whatever. Right. So whenever someone actually is going to ask them about cart racing, people get super excited. So always take that opportunity if you're someone new to the sport. Yeah. And don't be like overwhelmed with someone's fame because yeah, I I was just like, Oh my God, it's Eric Gunderson. He actually wrote this book that I have, but you're totally approachable. And I think anybody really is. I mean, you know, it's, it's just good to get to know people and then, stay involved with it. And somebody's here, somebody can help you out with whatever problem you've got. And that's what we're all here for. That's awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys both for everything you're doing for the sport. Uh, I can't wait to see the CKT keep growing. Everybody head over, follow them on social. Uh, If you are in the region, get a chance to check out the series. We highly recommend it. And we'll have to do this again sometime. I would love to. Yeah, let's do it with the uh, the video next time. I even combed my hair for this. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> awesome. us. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Clubhouse.